welcome to a very unique episode of Love and Justice. As you guys are well aware, we've been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to chat with a number of voice actors involved in the biz dub of Sailor Moon as guests on the podcast. This week, we've got another person directly involved in the creative process of bringing the English language version of Sailor Moon Crystal to the U.S., except she's not one of the actors. She wrote the script. We met Deb Crane during the Geek Pride Moonlight Party, and she was nice enough to come by the studio and talk to Lola and myself about her background as a writer, her history with Sailor Moon as a franchise, and the process of taking the raw translations of the Japanese language scripts and turning them into dialogue that not only makes sense to an English-speaking audience, but also fits the already animated mouth flaps. Apologies for not uploading this episode sooner. The pre-holidays have been a little on the crazy side for me, so thanks for sticking with us. Enjoy this episode and look for our Christmas special almost immediately. A small town, a right. uh, five and dime store. We were like, okay, get home safe, yeah. great. And we didn't know these people. We just all were so happy about this movie that we decided to like become friends for about five seconds. I mean, it really is just such a like feel good m- movie. You know what I mean? Because like uh, they, you keep expecting something terrible to happen. I remember my friend explaining it to me before I'd actually seen it. She's like, it's really good. You need to see this movie. And you're like, who but, dies? Yeah, yes, exactly. I was just and she's like, there's this old man character. Yes, yes, yes. And you're and like, you he, so he dies. Thinking he's gonna die, but he doesn't die. He just gets to go to a nice party. <laughs> and, be, and be honored for being a fabulous writer. And how appropriate a transition is that? Because we have a writer joining us on the podcast <laughs> oh, today. <laughs> really excellent translation. I know. And she's also wearing a full formal outfit to accept an Academy Award. <laughs> I think it was like a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Writers Guild. <laughs> from the Lifetime the lifetime, the lifetime jail. <laughs> uh, yes, so uh, Lola and myself are, are both here, Hooray. as per usual. But we are joined by the lovely Deb Crane this Hi. evening, Ooh. who is the writer of the uh, English script for Sailor Moon Crystal. Yes, I am. That is nice. very, very cool. So uh, before we get into like your background with Sailor Moon, like what is your what is your personal background? Like, what did you major in in college to end up like writing the Sailor script Moon. for Sailor Moon? Oh, that's a really boring answer. <laughs> um, you my... can make up a fancier one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Quick, just on the spot, like crazy, crazy. Uh, I majored story. in marine biology, <laughs> and then I studied nothing but trees in grad mm, school, mm-hmm. and that's how I came to be writing Sailor Moon. Perfect. I mean, because Sailor Moon is so deeply rooted in the elements that, like there, that, also that makes there perfect are, sense. There are so many dolphins in yeah. Sailor Moon. It's just a good natural yeah, transition. It really is. <laughs> Whales, dolphins, squids, yeah, narwhals, narwhals. So many narwhals yeah. swimming in the ocean. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but 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 for in all honesty, like what? Uh, so I majored in creative writing, or okay. English major with a concentration in creative writing okay. from UC Irvine. Nice. And then I got a screenwriting degree from UCLA. Oh, great! I and- mean, it sounds like a logical path. <laughs> yeah. And uh, really, honestly, writing for anime was not so much on my radar. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna be a novelist, of course, or maybe that yeah. I'm gonna write for like regular American film and TV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but my last year uh, in grad school, 
John Lasseter came to my school for a film festival and brought all the Miyazaki dubs with him. Oh. And I was absolutely hooked. I just, I mean, I was always the teacher's pet before that, but I absolutely wouldn't shut up in the lecture when he was there. I was just asking <laughs> questions all the time. That's amazing. Yeah, so. I, I definitely, like, Miyazaki, for me, definitely as a kid, was one of those really defined I felt like Miyazaki like justified my love of anime if you know what I mean oh, oh uh, well I mean it's 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 not just anime yeah it's art. no it, it's it, not it, I was so he, actually, he wouldn't call it anime people who did get the Lifetime Academy Award right recently, exactly right he did he and did. well deserved and about time yeah so. abs congratulations absolutely. Lifetime channel for giving him that <laughs> now I just want to watch like a Lifetime special about the life of Hayao Miyazaki uh, I'm but, just I'm just picturing the Academy Award where half of the awards are like, and for Daniel Day Lewis for this, and then like some of them are just like, and for this B-list actor and his role as Donald Trump. And just half of the people nominated are from Lifetime movies, movies. and half are from legitimate movies. The Lifetime Achievement Awards. Half I love of it. every category has to be an actor from a Lifetime original movie. But you were saying, I watched that award. Uh, uh, <laughs> um. So I guess also from that, my life kind of mimics art. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. So in, no, no, no. Well, in in uh, one of those, uh, my favorite of the Miyazaki movies is Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, me too! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Air high five. Yes! <laughs> For those of you um, who can't see it, Emma did like a happy bounce in her I seat. Did. I did. I love Howl's Moving Castle. Please continue. I love Howl's Moving Castle, and I was absolutely obsessed with it when I first saw it and got my hands on it. And yeah. the only name I didn't recognize in the credits was someone named Crispin Freeman. And oh. so I looked him up, and... Uh, Long story short, one day I sort of tripped and fell over him and found out he was teaching. Oh, that's so funny. And he was only teaching voice acting at that time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I grew up doing a little bit of musical theater, but maybe right. I should study voice acting. And I went and I took a voice acting class with him. And he's like, well, if you're a writer, this is the person you need to go talk to. And uh, so, you know, Scarecrow pointed me in the right direction oh. of Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> that's so funny. And I've never looked back since. Wow, that is that is for real uh, a life-mimicking art there. Yeah, I remember it's so <laughs> So funny Crispin Freeman was one of the first like dub voice actors that I was really aware of as a yeah. kid because I, I don't know if, if you guys would ever like go to the mall and just like hang out at your local electronics boutique which is now GameStop because it was purchased by them but I, I went through this phase where like I would literally just like go hang out at uh, at EB and I was hanging out with one of my other friends that actually watched anime, and we were talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys who worked at the EB was like, yeah, you know, my friend Crispin Freeman is actually, like, the voice of Toga in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's really super I, funny. I love that there's, like, this whole generation that knows exactly what that like ours yeah. was the Suncoast, and there was always this one TV in the window that was playing the the dub of Princess Mononoke. Totally, and we would always stand in there and talk about the shit we mm. were into. Like everyone, there was the one TV that had the dub of something that right. you liked, right? And you would just stand near it and shoot the shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. So you so you said that you know when you had John Lasseter come in and do sort of that guest lecture, and he brought all the Miyazaki films. That that was sort of what made you fall in love with the idea of, of writing for, for anime. Right. I mean, I'd always been a little bit aware of anime okay. and watched some of it when I was growing up. Um, but uh, actually, when it comes to my childhood relation to Sailor Moon, that's actually kind of a sad story. Oh, no. Oh, no. What happened? Um, 
so I did watch some of it mm-hmm. as when it was first airing as right. a youngster, but I kind of don't remember a lot of that. Um, I didn't. It didn't occur to me until I started writing Crystal that I'd blocked it out. Oh um, no! No no no! Hang on. Um, again, an, actually, a a real life mimic art mimics art moment. Um, because about not long after the the series started running, my friend Serenity passed away. Oh my Aww. god. Whoa. And I I think it it must have been I it wasn't like in the middle of the first one. I must have had a movie or something right, like that. Right, right, yeah. But I remember coming home from school after learning of her death and I turned something on and it's just you hear Darian yelling Serenity, Serenity, oh, Serenity. Oh jeez. And I just remember curling up into a ball on the landing of my stairs and like just crying my eyes out. And I oh did not my God. I never didn't I remembered that, you know, I had watched Sailor Moon and I had remembered that Serenity died. Right. But I totally forgot that moment right. of the two of them together until I started writing Crystal. And I started writing Crystal and I was doing all of my research and absolutely just jumped, you know, I had the manga out and was watching as much classic as I could get a hold of. Uh, sorry, that we, we call it classic. Yes, Sailor no, Moon. I, yeah, I, we've, we've, had, uh, um, we've had Amanda and Robbie and, and Jeremy on and they all call it classic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, by the way, lovely, lovely people. You just Oh, yeah, no, they're um, all wonderful. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so I was doing my research and diving back into it. And by the time I was given the assignment, a number of the subtitled episodes were already out. Right, right. And so I got to the episode titled <gasps> Serenity, and I lost it. Was it the I, same episode? I don't remember. I don't think this, so. Are, I, are we talking about the, the classic or, or no, Sailor Moon Crystal? Crystal? Yeah, 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 Crystal. yeah. So, um, no, I think... Yeah, because Crystal, Crystal, it would have been new. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think the classic episode that I had or seen around the time of her death yeah. was much later than yes, that. Yes, it was. But <laughs> well. it was much, much later in the the second season or third season arc than that. But it yes. was something where where Darian was yelling out her for name. Serenity. Yeah. Um, but at least when I got to this episode in my research here, I just. Yeah, you I just couldn't. like unblocked that memory. Ugh. Well, it was it was sort of like what happens to her in the episode. All yes. of a sudden, all my memories came flooding back, and I just I had this total Whoa. just emotional overload on wow. what the what on earth did I forget and and um and just really really upset and emotional Jeez. and I cried while writing quite a lot of that episode. Right, I but yeah. um but actually at the other thing too, though, is what it gave me. Right. Is um, this show? When I first got this assignment, I knew how much Sailor Moon meant to everybody. Of course. And if I think, and if I think too much about that, it would just it would get to me and totally like, oh my god, I'm writing for Sailor Moon. <laughs> right. What am I doing? I feel like you'd have some sleepless nights if you really <laughs> yeah. thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But once I sort of realized that something came home to me and this was just like this is a show about friendship this is a show about people who mean something to us you know and in a platonic way people yeah yeah and the the people who make an impact on your life and who help you to realize who you are and come out of your shell yeah and um so I was just like, you know, if I think about the fans and the legacy and the brand and everything it's it's too much yeah but yeah. if I write it for Serenity, 
Well, and I feel like too. I mean, it's that's such an a it's such an emotional episode, and, and I think that's one of the things that um, that Crystal, in particular, because it is such a d- direct sort of page to screen translation of the manga. Yeah really hits all of those emotional notes a little harder than the classic series does. It, it hits them very, very yeah, hard. I'll yeah. never forget uh, when Christina posted after recording one of the episodes, she's like, uh, yeah, classic Sailor Moon. Oh my gosh, a cake monster. Crystal. Oh my gosh, spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that, that's, that, uh, that pretty much says it all there. That does pretty much sum it up. So. But, but yeah, I mean, I feel like that, I mean tragic as the story is what a sort of genuine emotional place no, to come from and i was i was actually really happy to do that because i happy to do that and happy to go there and i haven't actually gone quite that i mean i've love all the shows that i've worked on they're all my little children of course but um yeah this show especially because of that is special yeah and then also in addition to that i i was lucky enough that I know most of the voice actors. Totally. And they're all my friends. Yeah. And so I also get to write for my actual friends. Yeah. Which I is was, fun for I me. was going to ask if knowing <laughs> the voices you were writing for helped shape. Absolutely. Like, do you ever write things and you're like, that's so Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie was actually one of the last ones I met. Okay. So, but but at once I met him, absolutely. Yeah, yes. exactly. But, um,. Yeah, just or like classic Amanda. <laughs> Here we go. Oh yeah, classic Amanda, or uh, or cute little things, you know, said by Christina. Oh, or or Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but also, uh, I know I, I kind of also really like. I'm enamored of my villains. Okay. <laughs> Listen, we are all about the villains on this podcast. We talk, we so. talk about the villains so much they all have nicknames. Yeah. Actually, uh, when we were covering, so basically the way you know we usually do the typical episodes of the podcast is the format is we were taking all of the episodes of Crystal and then comparing them with their 90s anime incarnation and also the manga volume that they're based on and up through the end of the Dark Kingdom arc, their equivalent episode of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the live action Sailor Moon. Uh, Now that I haven't seen. Oh girl. (laughs) Oh, you need it in your life. Oh man. Oh man. Talk to me after this. I will hook you up with it because it is real good. Um, But they spend so much more time on the the main Dark Kingdom villains in Pretty Guardian. And there was one time where we were doing an episode of the podcast and we were like supposed to be talking about an episode and we literally just talked about how much we loved the Shitano for the whole episode. (laughs) Yeah, just like who's your favorite villain I like the way they feel about this yeah like it it is we treat them sometimes like they are a boy band (laughs) we really do we'll talk about them like well he's the one that has an attitude but he's the sensitive one I just but yeah I just I look at I look at the four of them especially you know Jadeite Kunzite Nephrite Zoysite I look at them all together I'm like oh my boys yeah those are my boys and uh but yeah, speaking, but at least in classic Sailor Moon, and actually I'm sure in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, yeah. they have a lot more time to develop they everything. Do, they do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because, you know, there have been a bunch of people sort of complaining about Crystal. I feel like Crystal, there's such a divide. And pretty much all of the people who, it's not across the board, but obviously a lot of the people who really love Crystal were fans of the manga. Um, right. Which I, I certainly count myself amongst that group. Because um, I had started, you know, watching the classic series and, uh, it, you know, it was it was airing slowly and it was hard to get more episodes and all of the manga was published. And so when I went back to try to watch 
the Infinity Arc and the Dream Arc, I was like, this is going so slowly. Like, why don't they just get to the point? <laughs> Stop uh, fighting cake monsters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that, but there, but there are people who only watch the '90s anime who never read any of the manga that are like, nah, Crystal just goes so fast and they don't develop any of the secondary characters. Exactly. Well, just like with anything, if you have a remake or a reboot or something else that's based on or the latest mm -hmm. incarnation of something beloved, yeah, there's always going to be backlash and hate because everyone has a, a sweet spot for what they remember for what was yeah. special to them. Yeah. What I'm hope and I mean. That was, yeah, another thing that just made me so determined to just kind of make Crystal a little engine that could because right. when, the, right. when, when they first aired the, the sub-episode way back at, yeah. at Anime Expo 2014, I think it yeah. was, oh, yeah. there were a lot of people that were just hating on it completely, oh, like the flame, the excuse me, the frame rate problems or something, yeah. or... Uh, the fact they didn't that, like the transformation yeah. sequences. Or the fact that Usagi didn't have toast in her mouth when she left her house. How <laughs> dare she? Oh, burn that show to the ground. No <laughs> toast in her mouth. Uh, yeah. Wow. It, 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 yeah. I... I I know what you mean, though. Like that, it, it is. It's like more inspiration to be like, no, but we have a great show no, on but, our hands. But yes, mm -hmm. but so it's just sort of like, all right, haters gonna hate. This yeah, is, but this sweet little show, it's 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 mine. Yeah, it's very personal as, to me. Exactly. As, as uh, passionate as the haters were, I remember like in in our little community, um, <laughs> everyone I know who was a Sailor Moon fan um, was like in like instantly on board with Crystal. Like yeah, we, I um I was working at Universal Studios at uh, uh the Transformers ride and me and my friend Liz, like I had the guy that I would talk to about Game of Thrones the day after. Yeah. And I was like, this is the time of day when I bother Jeremy about Game of Thrones. And then there was just like this unofficial meeting point where when me and Liz were working on the same day, it would be like, all right, Sailor Moon's last night. And we just run into the room and like our army, like uh Transformers, like nest outfits and just be like, oh my God, can you believe I have it? And then we just like start <laughs> spouting words and everyone's like, what is happening? And we're yeah. like, Sailor Moon Crystal was on last night. Shut up. Yeah. When I watched the first episode of Crystal, I cried a lot and <laughs> immediately watched it again because I just didn't know what to do with myself emotionally. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good shit. <laughs> yeah. It's some good shit. It's interesting you bring up Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well... Okay, so it's it's I'll, I'll, I'll spill to you guys a little writer secret. Ooh. Um, uh, screenwriters, we hide things mm -hmm. in our shows. Okay, little, um, you know, a little side jokes or yeah. whatever. Oh yeah. Oh, and there's just tons of stuff hidden. In can Crystal. you can you give us can you give us one? Yeah, a little Easter egg. Uh, well, <laughs> in there were um, there were two. <laughs> Uh, so in the episode that just aired, uh, mm -hmm. in episode five, five of Jupiter, yep. there were at least two of them I spotted that made it into the episode. Yes. One of them was not totally my idea. Viz made the final decision, but I tried it anyway. Nice. Because um, So towards the end of the fight, right before Jupiter realizes her power, okay. Usagi's trying, or Sailor Moon's trying to defend her and right. be like, no, don't, love isn't bad, and you can do it and believe in something. And so yeah. I was just like, all right, so I'm like, don't stop believing. It's one of the options, and that's what they picked. Nice, <laughs> nice. Hold on to that feeling. That's um, amazing. And then there's there was another scene that just there wasn't any. Uh, Usagi was skipping the lunch, and she was yeah, sort of yeah, skipping yeah. the lunch. And in the Japanese, 
she's just skipping and saying how excited she is to go eat lunch. Oh, yeah, in the Jupiter episode you're yes. talking about. Yeah. And uh, I decided to have, see if Steph wanted to sing that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, I just watched that episode and I was like, oh, Steph is singing. I can't remember if uh, Katana Mitsubishi was singing nope, in this scene or nope, not. That, that was nice. on me. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, well, okay, the actual song she's singing is famously sung by Hal 9000 in 2001. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And also spoofed by John DiMaggio and Bender in Futurama. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> Which is um actually where the where it came from because I had that on on mute in the background while oh, I was writing nice. the episode. But for me, it was also kind of a personal thing because the title of the song is actually Daisy. Okay, and that's my cat's name. Aww, <laughs> I love Silly, that. Ridiculous reason. At so many levels, I love, I love it. That. Sorry, yeah. But see, this is this is where it is. There's there's I get to stick as many layers of nerd and awesome thing as, yeah. as I want. But uh, as far as Game of Thrones is concerned, my producer, one of my first days on the show, she gave me this picture of the actor who played uh, uh, Oberon Martell. Oh, yes. And he's Pedro holding, Pascal. And he's holding the moon stick. Oh, it. yeah, we've seen that. <laughs> and um, so I, I can't tell yet because they don't air for a while. But yeah, there, there's some Game of Thrones references. Nice. <laughs> I look and, forward oh, to looking for them. Well, the the best one, I don't know yet if it's going to make the final cut. So I'll Ooh, tell you guys. Right, so tell us after. I'll tell you once we're off mic. But, Perfect. But yeah, like Veronica's going to have to fight for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very oh, happy. Oh, man. I really hope that makes it in. Okay, so you you told us that you, you you know, Crispin Freeman, like, pointed you oh, in the sorry. direction of yes. who you should go to to, to write, basically. Right. So how, how did you end up, like, working in this field like how did you get started well, so yeah so he he we were at oh, it, it sounds like such a cliche thing to do but we were at an industry party of uh, course yeah and Thal and Tara Platt had just published oh, their nice. book oh nice oh great yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely and so Crispin having a whole bunch of students at the time was like come to this party buy the that's book that's so and, awesome and um we were so we were all sort of at this party at a comic book shop in Los Angeles and all of a sudden, Crispin points across the room. He's like, do you want to know who I think is the best writer in this business? It's that guy over there. And I still really did not, was not too fam too familiar with a lot of right, anime right. at the time. Um, I mean, I was, I was getting, I mean, you know, I've, in the last, gosh, how many years ago was that? That was like six years ago. So okay. Me, believe you, I have been <laughs> educated thoroughly. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but so I went over and introduced myself to him and he said, oh, that sounds wonderful. Great. Yeah, give me a call. And uh, the, guy, the man was Mark Handler who wrote Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop, Bebop yeah. and Fooly Cooly. Yep. So that's so, so he just, he sort of just like adopted you. Yes, he he took me under his wing. He's been a mentor. Uh, he was one of the first ones to screen the student film I made, nice. and uh, he gave me my first job. Awesome. Now, what 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 was your first like anime writing job? Uh, well, it's. It's actually was a Korean show. So oh, okay, sure, yeah. It's called Mixmaster Final Force. Okay, so. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Yep. <laughs> I saw so, you were. Although, although actually, the ironic thing is, uh, Stephanie Shea was in that too. Oh, that's <laughs> only the episodes of it that I wrote. Her character was in a coma the whole time. Aww, <laughs> so you didn't get to write for well, Stephanie. Well, a little bit. I wrote when she woke up. Oh, good. There you go. Well, that works out. <laughs> now, uh, okay, so so you started working on this uh, Korean dub. Now, how did you come? to get involved with Sailor Moon Crystal. I just finished Bayonetta. Okay, yeah, totally. Fate, and was telling Aaron, uh, I forget 
if I saw Aaron or we were talking to something mm -hmm. um, and didn't really think anything of it, said, oh, yeah, I'll see you for lunch soon. And if, uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she calls me and she's whispering. And she's like, Deb, Deb. What, what's going on, Aaron? <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 Jamie, he's looking for more writers. You gotta send him something now, now, now. I'm like, I, I, okay. okay. I don't even, I You're said, like, I, for what? I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't know for what. I'm like, okay, for, you know, I, what is this for? And, you know, I don't know, I don't have my reel ready. I don't have a cover letter. I just finished, but, you know, I don't yeah. have proper samples. Yeah. And he's just, and she's like, no, 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 just send me something. I'll forward just it anything, to him now. it's fine. So basically it was like, I know how to write. Just, I've worked with Viz before, send. <laughs> and uh, four hours later, Jamie called me, and by 10 a.m. the next morning, I had been assigned the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, That's so good. It sounds to me like you're... It, it, it's, it feels like it was sort of meant to be that I wound up on this show. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sounds like based on the events of your life, like it was all like <laughs> leading up to this moment. This is your destiny. I think, yes, oh yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you were destined for, for Sailor Moon Crystal, much in the way <laughs> Usagi was always destined to be Sailor Moon. Now, okay, so I'm super interested in the anime writing process because obviously you're dealing with a property that already exists, yes. that already has a script. So do you do they send you like a translation? Or? Right, so uh, like I said before, my first show is in Korean. I've also worked mm. with Russian. I've mm. worked with French. I've worked with Mandarin Chinese in addition to Japanese. And I don't speak all those languages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, if you did, I mean, you that could be, be like creating world peace. I think would be a better use of your that time. Would be amazing. <laughs> so someone else will uh, will do what's known as a raw translation, mm -hmm. and I so I will get you know just a rough translation or sometimes just the subtitled scripts, mm -hmm. and then I will get a video that has a time code burned into okay. it. Okay. Yeah, and so I basically have to go through and mark each cue where they start. Mm -hmm. um, and for uh, for lines with mouth movement, mm -hmm. I have to match the mouth movement or lip flap yeah, the with flaps. the given line and try and not only match the mouth movement, have what the line is, you know, sort of fit in there somewhere, but also make it something that doesn't sound like one of the old Godzilla dubs. Totally, yeah, yeah, or like a or, speed racer. Yeah, I was gonna say, or, yes. that was like my childhood uh, reference to what I thought uh, people spoke like in Japan, which yes. was based entirely on speed racer, and I just yeah. assumed people crammed a whole bunch of words into really fast sentences. Well, and there's actually a new layer of it working on, uh, working on Sailor Moon Crystal that I also sort of ran into working on Bayonetta, mm -hmm. which is, there were other versions of English language performance of these properties that existed. Totally. So, first with Bayonetta, there were two video games that existed before I got assigned to write the movie. Totally, um, yeah. With... And with Sailor Moon, not only is there the old Deke dub from the 90s, right. there's also the new Viz, Viz dub. Yeah, so. totally. Wow. So, and, um, and so, actually, it's kind of interesting. At Comic-Con this year, I was at the Sailor Moon panel, mm -hmm. and the very first question that got asked by someone who had seen the premiere of the first episode right, at Anime Expo. Expo, she asked, well, so I noticed this line was really different from the subtitled version. Why did you do that? And I wanted to get up to and just like, stand answer up. the question, but... But uh, <laughs> be like, I, was, I wasn't allowed to talk about it yet. <laughs> um, but the answer to that is uh, with that particular line, 
in a couple of the lines, especially in the first few episodes, yeah. they wanted me to match up with classic as much as possible okay. to kind of ease you in. Absolutely. Then things go off in completely different directions and we have spontaneous human combustion and yeah, all exa- sorts of other that's things. That's true. No, it is. It's interesting because the first episode of Crystal and the first episode of the classic series are not that different. Right. Overall, they're pretty similar, but right. the two the two start to differentiate from each other fairly quickly. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So I I guess that uh, I mean yeah that makes sense to me that it's yeah, like I you. Was, I was watching uh, uh, the most re- the, episode five with a friend of mine and she's like, "What do you mean we don't get Usagi and, and Mamoru in an elevator together?" I'm like, "Not in nah, Crystal. Not in Crystal. <laughs> no. Nope. It's just gonna get real messed up. <laughs> yeah. We get other things though yeah. in Crystal. They were, that you know, in. they that is true. They were in an elevator together." several times in the 90s anime. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there and it never went well. <laughs> okay, so have you ever encountered, because uh, when we had Jeremy on the podcast, she was talking about how sometimes she'll get like scripts for dubs where the writer has like given up where it's like, I don't care, make it fit the flaps, something um, like this. Well, no, there was only... There was only one line on Crystal that I kind of just really hated. Yeah, like Viz was like, you have to use this word or whatever. And there was a perfect way to do it in English, just not enough Mm -hmm. time. It wasn't Mm -hmm. even flat. There just wasn't enough time. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I knew which one of my friends was going to say it. And so I emailed him. I'm like, please save this line. Just you're going to have to do it. Um, (laughs) Can you tell us who it was? But most of the time, so on one of the first actual uh, Japanese anime shows that I wrote uh, was season three of Ikitosen. Oh, Oh my Ikitosen god! Great Guardians. I have fr- so many friends that worked on Ikitosen. <laughs> <laughs> Icky is a fun show. It's I, crazy. But um, there was uh, there was one character that the joke in Japanese was mm-hmm. that he turned into kind of a pervy American, like when, ah! when, when he when he put like this magic necklace on. And since I don't speak Japanese, right. I couldn't do the opposite. And so I kind of made him into a rapper. <laughs> and I put in the notes column beside every one of the lines, I'm going to hell, I'm going to hell, you don't need to tell me I'm going to hell. <laughs> and about, and I will usually finish writing the shows mm-hmm. a lot before the actors get them. Right, of course, them. yeah. And so about six weeks later, I get a text from Kyle A. Bear on my phone. <laughs> Why are you going to hell? <laughs> Was Kyle the voice of that character? Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah, I've only seen bits and pieces of uh, of Ikitosin, but I do like Kyle Bear. He's quite... Kyle's a good egg. Yeah, he is. He's he's so. good. We were just talking about him on the last episode, actually, oh, the, of I this podcast. Which, which one uh, he is. He's either Akural or Kirill. Or, or oh, of the, the of the two, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of uh, of Esmerode's little buddies. Yes, yeah. So, and I, and I can't me remember who's Carol or Oh, the Weho, the Weho twins. The Weho twins. Yeah, <laughs> I call them the Weho twins. Yeah. And do forgive me if I pronounce that wrong. They give me pronunciation keys that are constantly changing, and they're yeah. changing. Um, yeah, they they. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, long, long story short, they changed on me the spelling of oh. one of the villains. Oh, okay. They even said, like, they said, no, none of the manga translations, even going back to the 90s, they said had spelled this villain's name right. Interesting. And so yeah. I don't know if the spelling will uh, impact the 
the pronunciation in Crystal. I okay. kind of hope so. Nice. But we'll see. All right. Excellent. I'm sure I'll come up with a nickname for that character anyway. I, <laughs> I'll look forward to uh, seeing who that character is. Um, now, have you? Uh, so we were talking about some of the the uh, sort of challenges in terms of changing something from its original language. Right. So, I mean, the other thing, too, is there are certain, there's colloquialisms. Yeah, that, that was going to be my that, question. That they don't translate yeah. at all. Yeah, um, Or that just, uh, that, that, um, that don't make sense. There's yeah. Things, I mean, there are things in Japanese culture or ways that people act towards one another mm-hmm. that just, they don't exist in, in, a, in the U.S. Not Actually, at all. Oh, one of the trickier things to do on Crystal was they didn't want me to use Senpai or Kohai. Yeah. Which come up actually a couple of times. There's several characters that refer to Mamoru as senpai. Right. Jupiter has a crush on a on a boyfriend who she on, who she only refers to as senpai. Right. And I'm like, am I allowed to name him? And they actually wrote to Japan and they're like, no, you're not allowed to name him. I'm like, okay. Like, I loved my upperclassmen. Right. <laughs> so, hey, hey, bro, bro. <laughs> well, so so the way that I I did it was she says, well, I fell in love with a senior. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and. And, and that and that was sort of how I covered that. Yeah, um, I know. I, I, that is to me okay. So so uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before. That you know, uh, one dub that I particularly like is the Oran High School House Club dub because they didn't try to un-Japanese it. Right. They kept senpai and all the little sort of Japanese and the weird colloqu- little mommy and daddy. Yeah, inside yeah, 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 jokes. yeah. They didn't. They didn't try to make it. They didn't try to justify it in America. There's a few other things, though, in Oran that you're definitely not. Someone at Funimation speaks Yiddish. I swear. <laughs> I, I, there's, there, there's one point where she, she goes up to Tamaki and she's like, you got some schmutz on your jacket. Oh, she, does. Yeah, she, she does. Yeah, she totally does. does. She does. And then in Attack on Titan, oh, my favorite thing, when he first has the boulder, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, you're going to pick up the boulder and schlep it to the hole. <laughs> and, and I heard that and I was like, DVR, like wait, rewind. We're like what? They're like wait, what? <laughs> Did somebody really say that? Yes. So do you? Do, so when you a were a lot of Jewish people behind the wall, apparently. Yeah. Um, so when you were first sort of like starting to to work on, you know, translating and uh, not, I mean, it's not translating, but Adapt, ma- localizing. adapting exactly yeah. localizing. Um, did were you like? Did you start like watching a bunch of other like anime dubs and sort of studying them? Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. absolutely. I've yeah, I've watched. Let's see. Um, I'm really good friends with a voice actress named Sarah Williams. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's she, Peacock in Skull Girls, Yeah, and she's, and she's uh, in Monica. Sayaka in Monica, and, yeah. Yep. So, and, uh, Sword Art Online. And she was actually in that very, very first class I took years and years ago with Aww. Crispin. And, uh, yeah, needless to say, I, I was, I'm, you know... I even to this day I call myself a writer with some voice acting skills because sure, I studied yeah. voice acting act for a long time right. to learn to be a better writer. Just because that's totally that for me was to interact with the other voice actors mm-hmm. and learn how they processed the scripts. Yeah, um, you know because I got the note once. You know, don't write your actors into a corner. You need to give them somewhere somewhere to go. You need to give mm-hmm. them something to act from. Yeah. And so for me, the way that I've studied and tried to make myself a better writer is by studying a lot of voice acting and just acting in general. That's right. so smart. It is. It's really smart. <laughs> That's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like you know uh, I'll use the the broad example of so like my day job is I'm a tour guide at Universal. Awesome. And and sometimes you know if, if someone's in a management position in an area of the park that they have not been a line employee in, 
they there's like a they don't understand right. how to what the operation really needs to run day to day. And exactly. I, and I think it's it's very much the same thing where it's like you're coming at it from a place of like yes you are a writer and that was what you wanted to do but understanding how an actor approaches it is so important. Well, it's it it's <clears throat> I mean it really takes a village mm -hmm. to make uh, once you are in the industry mm -hmm. and you see how many different pieces need to come oh, together yeah. and how much of everything needs to work mm -hmm. and needs to work well mm -hmm. for a show to be for a show to come out right you're just sort of staggered and you don't know how anything gets done yeah and so for me i you know again whenever it's my shows i like to go and sit in on sessions whenever yeah, possible yeah yeah uh actually that was how i met robbie because i didn't meet him i hadn't known him before writing crystal okay but i'm just like he's tuxedo mask i really need to sit in on yeah. some of his sessions i want to make sure i'm tailoring this for him yeah so definitely after i met him yes there's, yep. there's some robbie <laughs> right right a little Robbie in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that the, it's like you say, I mean, because we just we did it. We just did an episode on um, Madoka and we had Christine on and Christine was talking about how, you know, part of the reason that, you know, she feels like it was really easy to capture the emotion of the performance as Madoka is because she and Christina are real life best friends and they right. were playing best friends in the show. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that type of thing comes through. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like you going and making sure you actually like know what these actors sound like and get little bits of their personality. Exactly, but it also happens that when I talk it out, I can kind of imagine, it helps uh, the musicality Absolutely. with which they speak. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, for me, when I watch my own shows, mm -hmm. I sort of go through and I tick the boxes of like, who act? Who made the exact acting choices that you in the made? Booth yeah, that I made totally. When, when you're writing out, it, so. yeah, no, it is. It's really important, especially when you're writing dialogue, to like actually speak it out loud. Oh, oh yes, you, that's that's actually going back nine tangents ago to, to the process. You have to talk it oh, out. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, by the end of writing, so it takes me a minimum of uh, one hour of writing time for every minute of screen time. Okay. And so with Sailor Moon Crystal, it's it's Crystal, it's Sailor Moon. And right. I have to go through several drafts for every script. Of course. So I'd say at least 40 hours of straight talking goes into every single episode. Wow. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I know when mm. I, I took, when I was taking screenwriting classes and stuff when I was in college, <laughs> I remember, like, we would always, you know, read our scripts out loud. And the first time we did that, I wrote this three-person scene, and I heard people saying what I'd written. And I'm like, oh, God, people do not talk like that. I need to just listen to how people talk and write that. Well, there's a way to <laughs> cheat that, though, is, is actually what I learned is you, you really need to, though— if you're in the screenwriting school, walk over to the theater department yeah. and have actual actors read your script. This is because, true. This is true. Because because actually that's that's key. Is you need to. I mean, it's yeah. You're right. I mean, I had one teacher tell me, "Oh, anyone off the street should be able to read your stuff." And ideally, that's true. I, yeah, but it's true. You just you really need to be aware. But mm -hmm. an actor is going to have some know-how. They're going to be able to play with yeah. things, especially in anime. It's just there's a, because you know you have. Uh, the honorifics, or mm -hmm. you have high things that, again, if they're not doing it, the anime, 
if they're not sticking to the Japanese like Oron did, right. things that need to be covered up. Yeah, <laughs> they do. And uh, and everybody sort of does it a little bit differently. Totally. And my favorite moment in, in uh, Howl's Moving Castle of them doing that is there's one time where she clearly says hi in Japanese. Of course, and yeah. And she just said K. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know Which exactly what scene you're talking yep. about. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It's, and it's, so that, too, you know, for writers that do mm-hmm. this, at least me uh, and a few others that I know, Talis and Jaffe and the yeah, writer of totally, Monica, yeah. Alex Von David, it becomes a game. Yeah. How do you, you know, how, how do you... Americanize it without too Americanizing it. Yeah, to, to give you an example of what not to do, um, <laughs> one of the one of the dubs, and I, it's one of the movies we've discussed in terms of what not to do when dubbing things in. Is there's a moment where um, somebody made the choice in one of the um, classic movies for well, when someone's clearly doing like an agreement, like a mm. Mm. instead they made this person say mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just sort of became like a commercial for like. Sandwiches. <laughs> it was a very dramatic scene. It was a scene where it was like, "Do you agree with me?" And they were like, "Mmm." And instead, it was, "Do you agree with me?" And he goes, "Mmm." I feel like that's in the deke dub of either the Sailor Moon S movie or the Sailor Moon R movie. I think it's the S movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it was just like somebody did not take the time they needed to think about like the tone of what should go Yeah, here. the dramatic intent behind the scene. They were just scene. thinking about filling the void yeah. and put something that was like wildly out of character with everything that was happening <laughs> at that moment. And I was I like, did he, also- just, did he just make a yummy noise? <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, now that you've been sort of entrenched in this Sailor Moon world once again, uh, do you have any like favorite characters, anyone you've grown particularly attached to, anyone you like writing for more than others? <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's hard. To I know. Pick. I um, know. <laughs> It's a loaded question. I well, understand. Everybody has something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I really liked, and I I hope I succeeded, I don't know, but I certainly tried, mm-hmm. is in Crystal, the other inner century, mm-hmm. they kind of became window dressing. You know, there's not yeah. a lot of character development in them. There's not a lot of places for them to shine. Yeah. And one of the things that, was, that were really the fact that I knew my friends mm-hmm. benefited in this is I, I tried to actually give them some character development, mm-hmm. some significant. And um, one of the places where I did that the most was with Venus. Mm-hmm. I really made her um, leadership. Yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. I tried to give her, differentiate, okay, the leader versus the princess. What do those two things mean? Right, and totally. what is her motivation versus, you know, what's Usagi dealing with? Yeah, no, totally. Um, and... But and one of the ways I also got to do that was something that's yeah. So I, I'm I, I wrote every episode with the manga in hand. Okay, because I nice. wanted to try yep. and incorporate because again Crystal is so close to the manga and I wanted to try and incorporate yeah absolutely details from there. Um, but one thing that I didn't get mm-hmm. from the manga and I was like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. In the Dark Kingdom arc was like. Wait a minute. They used to be boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I love the whole seven brides oh. for seven. I mean, I call this art. I call it the seven, seven brides, brides for seven, seven brothers. brothers. I mean, that's even not far been, off. Yeah. But I was just sort of like, I'm going through and I'm like, okay, I'm a, I'm a big romantic, so I love this. But where did it come from? I know. And I'm flipping and I'm flipping and there's one page that's mm-hmm. a picture of the four of yep. them all paired oh, off girl. together. I and I'm like, 
that's where this came from. But because that, um, I, I did do something kind of American okay. with those, with that relationship and with those moments in that, in the Japanese, Japanese culture is kind of very proper. Yeah, absolutely. And can be almost yeah. very aloof and almost mm -hmm. seeming unemotional. And I'm just, I'm thinking of Jeremy. I'm thinking of what she can do. I'm looking at this moment. I'm like, she's got to hit it hard. Yeah. So. Oh, I can't wait um, to see it. <laughs> and and uh, Patrick is kind of like my John Rottenberger. He has been in everything I've ever written. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Even when if it was just yelling and screaming like a monster. Yeah. Um, he plays a lot of like sexy voice characters. He does. Play, he plays a lot of sexy. He plays a lot of everything. Yeah. Um, but and so I'm just I'm really. I can't wait to hear how that turned out, yeah, how I, the two of them did I'm that. I'm so, so looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I guess that'll be the next episode? Is no, that no, no. Oh, couple... no, there's one more, and then well, Venus that, shows that up. That moment is... Oh, that's, there's, the, there's the two with Tuxedo Mask before she even shows up. That's right. right. Yeah. We've got the two with Tuxedo Come Mask, on. and then the moment of kind of confrontation, because she's yeah. the first one that really woke up and remembered everything. Yeah. This is also Emma's favorite plot point of, like, the entire okay. concept of Sailor Moon. Listen, like, okay. This I, is her ship. This was... Okay, so when I was a kid, uh, I was, as I say, like, I, I'd been watching the anime... But it was getting frustrating because it all went so slowly, and uh, and I got my hands on the manga, which had all already been published by Tokyopop in the U.S. And it was a very bizarre translation. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> even the retranslation, there was there was one of the episodes where there was a note from the translator. Yeah, I don't even know how to do this. Nice, <laughs> perfect. Because <laughs> um, there's all these chemical or, or geology terms. Yeah, or yeah, like that. yeah. Sailor Moon likes to pretend it knows about science. <laughs> um, but well, uh, I I think actually the original I think she does. Oh, Naoko Takeuchi? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's totally into it. Um, but anyway, so I so I had uh, I had seen this the picture obviously of of the Senshi and the Shitano like all in each other's arms and that was like what set me down the like deep dark path into Sailor Moon fandom. Like that was when I like started reading fan fiction and like <laughs> discovered fan art and like learned a lot about sex that I probably shouldn't have known at 12. That maybe um, wasn't an anatomically correct. Eh, maybe not. <laughs> but uh but but yeah, so like I I was always really super into that and I all and and I actually had seen that picture on the internet in the early days of the internet before I read the manga. Mm. So that when I was reading the manga knowing that that was Naoko Takeuchi's art, I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be in here. So like, I lost my goddamn mind. Have you found in... a version of that picture without the line through it? Because I... Yes, I will. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll send it your way. I totally will. Because, yeah, like, I yeah. want to, like, print that and frame it and, like, blow I it know, up it's so beautiful. Um, but I, I remember, um, you know, I was reading the manga and I lost my mind in Act 3 when, like, Jedi has, like, a moment of recognition with Rey. And then... In Crystal, in the two episodes from that, when Makoto was introduced and like she and Nefre had a standoff, I was like, "Oh, it's on! It's on! Yes, it's gonna no. happen!" She, oh, but that was the one thing. That episode <laughs> happened so fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, and Liam did a great job with the line, but I'm like, did everybody hear that? Because there was so much going on. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, in episode three, though, I actually put it a little aside to Todd because mm -hmm. Todd, you, Todd is an awesome actor, but he does play creepy a lot, and I'm like. <laughs> this creepy 
<laughs> be romantic, goddamn. This exactly. is sincere. <laughs> yeah, he plays a really creepy villain in SAO. Like, makes me throw up in my mouth to think about it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so I, I was always super into that. And and do I love the way it was handled in Crystal? No, but do I love that it exists? Yeah, I sure do. Uh, and so does Amanda. So if anybody wants to fight me, you can fight both of us. <laughs> and Amanda's real strong. She is. <laughs> well, yeah. One of the things I really hated in Crystal was just like, they seem to get over the guy's deaths Real really fast. quickly. Man, I was envisioning like a um, beautiful standoff, like end of Buffy season two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, like I said, I had to, to deal with what was yeah. already there. But I think I made it. Better. I was gonna say, but that, but like, what, but like, what a nice opportunity for you to like be presented with this property, specifically with Crystal, that you know people have their disappointments with and go, okay, how can I fix this with that, with, with only working with the animation that we have? Absolutely. Well, that's, that's, that's what I really love about this type of writing. Yeah. How challenging it is and how, how much writing in a box it is. Yeah, totally. And so, because it is, it's very much just like, you know, jumping up and down and patting your head and sticking your tongue out all at the same time. Totally. Uh, because you just have to balance all those different things. And so getting, figuring out the technical side of ADR writing actually took quite a while but I now bet. <laughs> there's a lot of components. There's a lot of different components and you sort of it's you have to learn very much what you can play with and what you mm-hmm. can use. And um like well yeah, like every once in a while you're going to see there are certain lines that it's like you have to say, you know, what thought or what piece of information is mm-hmm. more important. Yeah. So things are not going to translate word for word. Not at all, because it was just sort of like, you know what, I, we really needed this stronger moment, mm-hmm. um, and these two lines were kind of redundant, or this line, it's kind of, you can, the actor can present that in tone, you don't really need someone mm-hmm. to say that, and so it was... Yeah, it's it's balancing, it's yeah. juggling, it's all sorts of things. It's not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Exactly. It's keeping what you need and and uh, letting go of the things that sadly must. Yes, let go. sadly must go. Yes. <laughs> so and also just yeah, it's letting go of the things that must go and trying with with certain scenes, especially towards like the end of season one, everything mm-hmm. just gets so meaty. There yeah. is so much going on There's in those a lot. last three episodes. And so I was just like, I in that instance especially, I was like, I need to opt for what's going to work best for the show mm-hmm. and what works best for the story mm-hmm. rather than sticking with the exact dialogue that's there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you find that, that you'll, you'll like change dialogue pretty heavily sometimes like to, to clarify the intent? Um, I want to. Right. I wasn't always allowed, allowed to. Allowed to, yeah, totally. Um, but I mean, yeah, I very much will, will change dialogue, and especially when it's re- uh, every once in a while you'll find a plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what? <laughs> Unlikely in um, anime. No. No. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so uh, there were and or like various inconsistencies mm-hmm. of, and it's like, okay, you've got to either try and cover it up or try and make it more consistent. Um, for example, in the manga mm-hmm. and in the uh, subtitles, in the Japanese version of Crystal, after season one, um, 
it's kind of unclear what Mamo and Usagi's names are. Like everyone is calling him Mamo, not just Usagi. And yeah. like, who's yeah? And so I'm just sort of like, okay, who's allowed to call who? Is by like, what name? Exactly. Yeah, so, by what so informal kind of nickname? Totally. Exactly. Um, and there's and again and. We just introduced Usagi gave her the name Mako. Well, yeah. does everybody call her Mako? Or, or just do Usagi? Or Makoto, yeah. Or do the girls call her Mako? And the boys, you know, so, yeah. call. And so it's sort of little subtle things like that. The devil's in the details. Yeah. And for me, that for me as a writer, actually, it's really the details are important. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that that was one thing that, uh, that Amanda and I were talking about was, you know, we like that. Viz has been very clear in all the scenes where they are transformed and they only refer to each other as sailor insert planet here. Yes. Because in the in the original Japanese version, half the time it's sailor this, sailor that, half the time it's Usagi and Mako and Ray. It's like what what are which, we allowed to call each other by our first names? When, uh, which I used to I used to have a laugh about when I used to watch the 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 um the classic when I, we watched the '90s um, Deke dub growing up because I always had this like sketch comedy like sensibility of like they're all in disguise and someone just being like Serena shit <laughs> I mean uh, I know someone I d- uh, that's not who you what can we keep fighting well, who's talking. <laughs> Who's talking? I'll just <laughs> shut up now. <laughs> that reminds me of something you brought up earlier about no cursing in Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and again, sometimes, you know, you, you have to work with what's there. Totally. But there's also sometimes where it's like, they seem to either have a very strong reaction to mm-hmm. a line that was kind of nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, I tried something that this wouldn't let me do. Um, uh, there, there. Usagi says something, or I should say, Sailor Moon says something, and then all four of the girls have a really kind of strong gasp afterwards. Oh, okay. And so I tried to have her say, "Let's get the hell out of here." Nice. <laughs> and Viz was like, "No, please don't have Sailor Moon ever say hell." <laughs> I the thing, love it. The, the thing is, I was going to say the villains <laughs> definitely curse, and I feel like. I, I mean, I have read Lord knows how many different translations of the manga, but like in some of the translations of the manga, I've read some of the girls definitely curse. <laughs> I know that if I was fighting a bunch of villains with superpowers, I would be swearing up and down the length of the Juban. <laughs> well, that was also kind of a moment I would have thought it made sense for, for Sailor Moon to have cursed because moments before that she was kind of possessed by somebody else. Um, but right. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, but... It, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that it's like if you, especially because, you know, you're dealing with, a, so Crystal is like a new version of, as far as most of the U.S. is concerned, the 90s anime, because most people in the U.S., I would hazard to guess, have not read the manga. Like more people have seen the Deke dub and and especially because of the way it was presented to us you know, in the 90s and early 2000s in the U.S., it was very much being presented as a kid's show. Right. And which isn't to say that it isn't, you know, kid-friendly. It definitely is. Oh, oh the, the parts of the manga definitely are but, not. But exactly. <laughs> but the manga really isn't. Um, and, and 
Crystal, I think, is also aware that, like, in having that 90s anime series, Sailor Moon gained a younger fan base. Right. So, like, the so like Crystal tones down some <laughs> of the, like, crazier stuff from the manga. Like, there's no, like, skin melting off of skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> right, yes. They didn't do they that. Did, they did age up the people who were being lit on fire. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, in the in the first episode of, uh, the, of uh, the Black Moon Clan, yes. it's not a little girl that spontaneously combusts. <laughs> yeah. So, although they still they still got pretty oh, dark. Oh yeah. Oh, and, it definitely uh, gets dark. Yeah, and I, I wrote an entire fan service show with not without any actual coitus, and then I read Sailor Moon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's... Heavy implications of doing it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I that I read that chapter of the manga a lot uh, when I was <laughs> and just had some flights 14. of fancy. Yeah. Just yep. a couple of real, you know, just whimsical daydreams. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been watching the the classic series as well, then. A I've little. been trying to keep up. I've been with trying it, to keep so, up, but I've been mostly in the writer cave. I'm finally starting to catch up a little bit now. Nice, so. totally. Now, when when did you like come get hired for Crystal? Because I know that they announced during Anime Boston earlier this year. So like April this year, I think was oh, when they officially a announced. Lot before that. Okay. So, nice. Uh, I I got hired. Last November. Oh, wow. Early November. Oh, so you've been with it for like over a year now. I've been eating and sleeping and breathing it for a year. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have time for any other projects or it's just like all Sailor Moon all the time? It, it was was all Sailor Moon all the time for quite a while. Um, uh, in the middle of that, I kind of had to finish something for Disney, which I'm not allowed to talk about. Oh, of course, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but... Um, yeah, so just, uh, and I did, well, I did a, a little bit of another show that Studiopolis was working on, uh, which was a, a very, very different from Crystal, and again, actually speaking of things that were very Americanized to be aimed at children. Yes. Uh, they, they had, uh, Saban had, uh, was, had licensed one of the, uh, Smile Precure series. Oh, okay, and yeah, And had yeah. changed it into Glitter Force. Ooh, so sparkly, very <laughs> sparkly. I was just sort of like, oh, it's Sailor Moon aged down and on pixie sticks. Okay, <laughs> all right. But you're now the Sailor Moon expert. I love that you just like know Crystal inside out. Also, oh yeah. <laughs> there's there's few people at this point that probably know Crystal better than I Seriously. do. I just live with it. I know you're you're like the guru of all things uh, Crystal. I'm the guru of all things. <laughs> I also I just I really love the show it's yeah so, it's, yeah it's just it's a fun show and I I love that it was also and I do actually like that it was more adult and oh darker totally yeah me too again I have a ridiculous amount of writing training and way over trained but it was just it gave me a chance to kind of flex some of those muscles yeah yeah definitely so, especially dealing with certain concepts it's like how on earth am I going to explain this to an American audience? Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, that I, that is the thing, like, that I like about Crystal. I, again, I, you know, I touched on this a little bit at the beginning of the episode, is that, it, you know, it does go to those emotional depths that, you know, the 90s anime kind of, like, dips its toes in, but it doesn't embrace it, I don't think, in the way that Crystal does. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, that that's some of... Um, sometimes people's issue with Crystal is they're like, no, oh, it's just a love story between Mamoru and Usagi, but 
guys, wait until the next season of Crystal. No, it's it's not. <laughs> and I, I hope I hope listeners don't hate me for saying this, but it's kind of the anime version of the Breakfast Club. <laughs> um, where I mean, be, because you have, yeah, it's it is so much the love story. It's very of course, happy yeah. With this, but basically, what's for me, I had to ask the question, you know, why is this anime so special? Why is everybody gravitating toward yeah. it? And um, in the process of writing the show, I kind of figured it out. It's because who, who do you have with the inner senshi? You have the smart girl who kind of is, a, you know, aloof from being smart. You have the girl who, okay, not everybody knows what it's like to be psychic, but... Sure, but I mean to, to <laughs> like, have know, some sort of ability but yeah, but that... Ray, but Ray is like, they call me a freak. I'm a pariah. Right, right. You have Jupiter, who is, you know, judged entirely on her looks and assumed to be something that she's really not. Yeah. And then you have Venus, who is, you know, she takes everything on her shoulders and she tries to do all of that herself. And then you have Usagi in, in the whole rest of this, and it's like... All of a sudden, she finds out that, you know, oh my gosh, I have these powers and I have these feelings of yeah. what's going on. And, you know, she has all this and she's like, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. And so, but yet she's like, I don't know if I'm good enough, but I can love everybody mm -hmm. else. Yeah. And so everybody, I think, especially those in the anime community, you are either one or multiple of those five things. Oh my God, absolutely. And so yeah. you, well, you watch this show and you know what it's like to be one of those girls. Either yeah. You're an and so, and it's, and it, I really tried to bring out in all of them how much they are healed yeah. by the friendship with each other and with and Usagi. And with Usagi, yeah. I mean, Usagi's very much the emotional intelligence of the group. She's, and She's the heart. I yeah, <laughs> she is. And, and that is something that I actually think Crystal is portraying even more strongly than the manga did, that these are all these girls who felt like they didn't belong in some capacity, and it's about their relationship it's about this you know this happy-go-lucky girl who loves everyone right sharing her love with them but and she doesn't always love herself not always herself though well i also think that it was like really neat that um it wasn't just a bunch of people who had like well i found someone else who likes me and that's good enough it was it it's no, the idea no. that these people were alone because they had not met the group they were destined to be with yet like yeah. it, this was like i'm a prime piece of this super team, I just haven't found it yet. And if you're like a weird noodly little kid in a small town and no one else likes the things you like, you're like, oh, maybe this place is garbage, but like, I'm a part of a team. I'm gonna find that team someday. And I'm like a right. crucial yeah. piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, okay, I'm a little different, but I I found a place where someone accepts me for yeah. who I'm what I really am. Yeah, exactly. So, and, uh, and yeah. And so that was, so yeah, the, the manga deals with that and I certainly tried. I hope I succeeded for the sake of the show and for the sake of everybody uh, who's watching it. But yeah, that was what I tried to do in adding depth to the character yeah. for the girls to kind of get that point across. Yeah, totally. So yeah. Um, I mean, and it's it's really like things in subtle ways, right? Um, for example, like I'm I'm an Ami type. I was okay. Way I'm way too smart. I was always way too smart for my my own good, <laughs> and. Uh, so uh, a friend, a colleague of mine said something about, oh, well, you know, she's super smart. Shouldn't she be using big words? And I thought about that, and I'm just like, well, maybe, but 
think about real super smart kids that yeah. didn't have any friends. Would they always be using big words? No. Or would they be dumbing it down to try to make to try people and fit in? like them? And Aww. so basically, if you watch Ami kind of closely when she's just around Usagi and the others, she starts, her language starts improving a little bit as she gets more comfortable, comfortable. with them. Yeah. Versus when she's around Naru or some of the other kids, it's, uh, yeah, she's, yeah, she's watching what she says. And yeah. that's very deliberate. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, very much uh, enjoying the uh, the new dub of uh, Sailor Moon Crystal thus far, and uh, I'm really looking forward to those Minako episodes. Yeah, <laughs> She's my are. favorite. <laughs> well, because that's I, I am that character. I am the like big sister leader type, like tries to take everything on myself, uh, and so like it's it's really nice in in Crystal to see. Minako back to like really being that which she was in the manga and she certainly is in uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, any other any questions you want to ask? Uh... Well, plus she's also the other one that has her own cat. This so, is true. This is, yeah. That's how you know she's important. Yeah, I mean, so basically, I, yeah, I have two cats. One has a lot of white on her, and the mm -hmm. other one has kind of a lot of black on her. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, that was how I wrote every show, is the computer in front of me, manga in the hand, cat on my lap. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds, <I'm> <laughs> sounds like a good combo. It yes. does. It sounds does. like a real good it combo. Like a really good combo. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, any, any final questions, thoughts before we... Uh, wrap things up here Lola I honestly don't have any um, I'm dying to I'm dying to keep an eye out for all those inside I'm probably I know. gonna I'm probably gonna read more into it than you actually put into it <laughs> I'm no, gonna be like but here's this thing I think you did this you're gonna be like nah that's all you <laughs> but 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 actually well that's but that's true and not true because you're never everybody when you write something or when you create something People are always going to take something out of it, right? That, right. You know, based on their own experiences and their own biases. Um, I heard many, many years ago, J.K. Rowling gave an inter gave an interview, and she said one of she a little girl came up to her and said, "I really like the way you wrote Hermie One." And oh. she was like, "I didn't want to correct the little girl because mm -hmm. to her, the little the, her that's name was who she Hermie was." One. Yep. And so, and it's just like, and yeah. No, okay, so Hermione may have been one way of pronouncing the name, but that doesn't mean that the right. girl's so, wrong. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Yeah, no, I get it. I love it. Uh, great. Well, we already we already discussed so, that you've got top secret projects you can't talk about. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All good. That's you encounter that so much with like any sort of anime, video game related kind of stuff. The and the, the the well the, the tone of NDA. I mean, yeah. For example, so before. I have been assigned to this for months and months. Right, before, before you could it was say ever it. announced, before I could ever right. say anything. Totally. Um, actually, the ironic thing was I happened just uh, very, very rarely, but I just happened to be kind of out to a movie with uh, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn when I oh, found okay. out I was going to have the job. Oh, my God. How and cool. I'm looking at my phone and I'm started squeeing and she's like, what? I said, I can't tell you, but I'm putting words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so. I love it. And actually, as far as some of the people that were really, really fun to write for is the super big bad villains because there's yeah. no mouth movement to match and the gloves are off as far as what they say. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't use, obviously, four-letter words. Sure, sure. very close. But yeah, you, you can have a little fun with yeah. uh, That's with why some villains of are so great to write. The, uh, the big bad Yoma. <laughs> well, Deb, thanks so much for uh, coming Thank and you. hanging this out with really us today. Yeah, this was Yay. great. It's, uh, I love getting... Because, you know, we've had some of the voice actors on, but it's, like, really cool to get 
another perspective of, of someone who is, you know, directly involved in, in uh, bringing the Sailor well, Moon yeah, to I mean, basically, the current generation. It's, what I create is quite literally two-dimensional words on a page, yeah. and then they go and breathe life into it. And yeah. you can't have one without the other. That's so. absolutely true. That's <laughs> absolutely true. Uh, where can people, uh, like, keep up with you on the internet? Do you do Twitter or Instagram? I, I do do or... I'm, I'm getting better at the social media. Okay. Thing. You can find me on Twitter at at Deb underscore Crane. Nice. So. Awesome. <laughs> and do you uh, have, like, a Facebook or anything like that? Like, I, not obviously your personal Facebook page, but, you know, some people have, like, fan what's your, pages. What's your home address? What's your locker combination? <laughs> the, what's the your license plate is, number? The is still in process. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so it's, it's going to be debcrane.com, but I haven't it gone doesn't live doesn't happen yet. yet. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Lola, where can people keep up with you? Well, uh, you can find me anywhere there's an Unwinona on the internet, um, on Medium, on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Instagram. If there's an Unwinona, it's me. Um, uh, my two fans of my side project are should be very <laughs> excited to know that my Boxcar Children fan fiction has a new chapter up. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter or on Tumblr, look up Cool Boxcar Kids, and there's uh, a really creepy new installment just in time for Christmas. It's got some murder, it's got some cursed artifacts, it's got some uh, creepy ideas I stole from uh, the No Sleep Reddit. Just what everybody wants for Christmas. Just what everyone <laughs> wants from a children's book for Christmas time. Cool Boxcar Kids. Read it. Love it. And if you uh, make a piece of fan art, I will send you in the mail a weirdly shaped stone. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, I do have an Instagram. You oh, can nice. Find, follow me. The Instagram name is Carpe Fortuna. Okay. <laughs> it means seize your destiny in Latin. Oh, uh, I love and it's, it. And it's a picture of my cats. But the Perfect. name says Deb Crane, so. Nice. Well, I mean, what is Instagram for if not cats? <laughs> exactly. uh, and I am Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at Emma Fife. It's my name. You can see me on a bunch of shows at AfterBuzzTV.com. A lot of them are on sort of mid-season hiatus right now, so I won't get into all of them. Just follow me on Twitter. I tweet a lot. You'll know pretty much everything that's happening in my day at all times if you follow me on Twitter. Uh, and Instagram is also at Emma Fife. But more important than me, be sure that you uh, follow us on Twitter at LNJPod. That's letter L is in love, letter N is in Nancy, letter J, encompassing the entire Word of Justice pod, first part of podcast. Uh, and you can also find us on Facebook, Love and Justice, a serious Sailor Moon podcast. Or if you like want to talk to us in depth and your love can't be contained to 140 characters, you don't want the whole world to see, you can also email us at loveandjusticepod at gmail.com. Passenger pigeons are also an option. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, or if you want to send a raven, we're very, <laughs> we're very. High notes to the legs of birds. <laughs> and if they show up at our house, we won't know how to get a reply to you, but we'll be really excited about it. We'll be really, it. really excited about it. So uh, thank you again, Deb, so much for uh, joining us Thank uh, you so much for today. having me. This was absolutely a blast. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> and uh, thank you all for listening, and we will uh, invade your ears via the powers of the internet again very, very soon. Bye! Bye. Bye.